Welcome back to another episode of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former UC basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the legendary coach, my man, Bob Huggins. And I was fortunate enough to wear the iconic Jordan brand unis during my time. Now, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. I'm on Snapchat, at Big Meach 41, and soon to be on TikTok. That's right. Now, this is the special edition of the podcast, my interview series with a very special guest. Bearcats fans, I'm excited to welcome in this next Bearcat great. He played for the Bearcats from 1988 to 1990. He was recruited by and played for the late, great Tony Yates and finished his career with Bob Huggins. Now, he was one of the original big guards at 6'5", was a huge part of the jump starts to Bearcats' dominance in college basketball under Bob Huggins. I'd like to welcome in my guy, number four, Andre Tate. What up, Tate? How you doing, Alex, man? What's going on, brother? Man, I am doing well. And, and for Bearcat fans out there, I want to know that we've known each other for a long time. And I was a little <laughs> kid as yep. a ball boy for the Bearcats back in the day, rebounding for you. Remember that? Yes, that's right. Running around, throwing, throwing me the ball and everything. I remember that, man. I had fun with you, man. Oh yeah, it, it, it was it was a great it was great times back then, especially especially with your dad and all that, and your your parents had great oh, yeah. times back then. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. You know, I got to, I always tell my dad I see you, <laughs> I see you. I I tell him. Um, now, hey, before we uh, before we really get going with all this, um, when's your birthday? Uh, May twelfth. We share the same birthday. And I, and I just I just found out that maybe about a year what was that maybe about a year or two ago maybe yeah. <laughs> we had the same birthday. And I don't meet too many people that have a May twelfth birthday. So when we found that out, it's like man. And, and what's crazy too, Tate, is this year uh, we we got the pandemic going on, so it was really an odd birthday. I usually have a birthday party. Um, right. What do you do for your birthday during this pandemic? Uh, me and my wife, we just ordered. We ordered out. We usually we usually go out to dinner somewhere. I think we ordered J. Alexander's or something, and, and ordered when it picked up and came home and relaxed. Got a bottle of wine, and, and I think we just we we watched some uh, some Netflix or something. We we stayed in the house. <laughs> yeah, it was different. It was you know it was different, man, because of, because of the pandemic, man. Kind of the head is in the house, and you you know how it's doing. Everybody's got everybody you know walking. You know, walking slow and, and yeah. staying out the way right now. No question. Well, I'm gonna tell you what. Next year, and hopefully we're past the pandemic at that point. Next year, when I have my birthday party, I'll be 45. So okay. 45 has got to be a special one. That's the Jordan that's comeback def- number. That's definitely <laughs> definitely 45. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm gonna have a little birthday party. Usually do it downtown. You have to be there. We'll do a joint celebration. Make sure um, make sure you make sure you invite me to that. I'm, I'll be there definitely. Oh, for sure. We'll definitely make that happen, man. Um, now, one of the first things that I do with every former player that comes on the show is I'm intrigued by their jersey number, why they chose the number they chose. You know, different players come on and say it's 
maybe for a biblical reason, like Lizelle Durden said it was a biblical reason. Uh, Romel Shorter said it was because of, of someone he idolized growing up. What's very interesting about you is I think you're one of the few Bearcat players that I know of that wore two different numbers during yep. this time with the Bearcats. Now, Melvin, he wore 23 at the start, and then he finished with 21, and that was because Ruben Patterson came in and he won a 23. Um, for you, you came in wearing number 30 and finished yep. with number four, correct? Why is yes. that? 30, well, 30, I, I came in and wore 30. The reason I wore 30 was because of one of my favorite players in college at during that time. And uh, Kenny Smith played in North Carolina. Remember oh, Kenny, Kenny the Jet. Yeah, I, I, the Jet. Yeah, that, now that was my that was probably one of my favorite players that I watched all the time coming through hmm. high school. That was one of my favorite favorite players. So when I got to UC, that's the number I wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. Going into the second year, I switched to number four. I went to another guy that I looked that I idolized. That actually was my camp counselor my senior year coming out of high school was Ron Harper. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When he, he wore number four. So those That's are those crazy. were the two <laughs> those are my two guys that I kinda idolized coming 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 out of high school. I ran into Ron Harper two years ago. I was at an AU tournament. I was watching uh, his son was playing. Uh-huh. Yep, so I, I ran into him and uh, he's from Dayton, Ohio. Yes. great dude too. Great dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh very, yep. very I met him I've met him before, yeah. Great dude. Yeah, no question. So there, there you go. So both your numbers were, were players that you idolized, and uh, but that's that's, that's kind of cool. Like not a lot of people switch numbers, right? <laughs> was that always was that always the plan, or was that not? Not, no, it wasn't. I I think I think I want uh, the my going into my second year. I just want I wanted to get a smaller number. I just you know said I said man I'm going I'm gonna put, I'm use I'm gonna go with Ron Harper this year. I want I'm. That's, and then, and then, and then, also during that time, it was another player that wore that that I kind of idolized because he played defense, and that was that was my man Joe Dumars. Oh yeah, Joe D. So 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 and so that was during the time that, that they, they kind of was doing their thing. I said, I'm going with number four. I'm putting on number four. But that was enough. That was, that was probably the, the the iceberg that made it happen. Joe Dumars. No, no question. There you there you go. And I I, mean, I totally get the. Uh, the Ron Harper thing, him being a you know a bigger guard, yeah, um, yeah, and Ron and Ron loved defense, right? And and, and every and and people said and people always tell me that when they say I look like somebody, that's the person they say I look like. I remind them <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Well, let's let's go ahead and rewind the tape. Let's um you know take a step back and dive into your high school career. Um, I've talked to Romel Shorter, mm-hmm. talked to Roger McClendon. Um, I have Lavertis Robinson coming up. And there are a long list of great players out of the state of Illinois that have played for the Bearcats, and you're um, among among those great players. And Chicago is just – I always tell people this. Romel and I talk about this. I think Chicago is such a great city for basketball, street ball. And I know New York City gets a lot of credit and gets a lot of the, the, the fame for that, but Chicago's right up there. So yeah. how was it for you growing up in Chicago playing basketball? Man, it was it, it was great. Like uh, you know, I, I look at today today guys. You know, I, I went everywhere and played back in Chicago. In Chicago, you go to when you when you in, 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 into hooping into in, in, in Chicago, you gonna play on the west side of Chicago. You get to play on the south side. You get to play on the east side and the north side. And you're gonna you're gonna see these great ball players. Like I had a chance to every day, every day play against Nick Anderson, Tim Hardaway, 
you know, Romel Shorter. You know, he was one of the <laughs> one, he was one of the guys that I looked up to in high schools as well. For uh, sure, being being at King High School, and then Lavertis mm-hmm. Robinson. You know, I played yeah. those. We were we were all in the same conference against each other. So I I played them twice a year. So so and and back then they were you know they were dominate dominating Illinois basketball mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. So 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 playing you know growing up in Chicago you gonna you gonna get to see the best of the best. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. And and Romel and I spoke about playing in the street, playing street ball, but we also talked about him having to navigate through the gang life. Um, and yes. especially during that time, you got the vice lords, the black disciples, on and yep. on. How did mm-hmm. you navigate through that and not get caught up? Well, well, when you when you play basketball and 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 and, and the gangs know that you you you're one of the guys, man. He's one of those guys. You know, he, he's a superstar mm-hmm. at his high school. Yep. They they steer you away from that type of stuff, and and it also it also helped that I, I never knew because I I lived in Ingle I grew up in Inglewood community, probably one of the worst, and it's still bad. One of the you know as far as gang infested and all that. Mm-hmm. I grew up through there, but my father, back in the, back in the early sixties, he ran the disciple you know the uh, gangster disciples. He was he was really? the, he was the, he was the big bouncer uh, in Chicago. Yes. Really? This I, yes. I did not know. Now, now, so just for the, the the people listening, explain this. There was two parts of the disciples, right? There were the black yep. disciples and the gangster disciples, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So your 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 father was part of that. Yeah, he was he was he was part of the the, the black disciples, mm. and he was kind of the bouncer. He uh, you know, guys be late to meetings and stuff like that when they had their meetings and stuff like that. He was the one. Beating those guys up. <laughs> so, 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 I, so they kind of steered me away from that type of stuff, man. It was, yeah. it was, you know. So, so I, I never have really had no problems with gangs. You know, high school I went to was gang infested. Paul Robeson High School. Yeah. Uh, so I had to, you know, every day I had to walk to school five, six blocks through the neighborhood. So. Mm. Now let's you just mention that. Let's talk about that Paul Robeson High School. Um, that school it, it no longer exists, right? They tore it down. They, Am I right? Yeah, they, yep, they tore it down. Yep, about a couple years ago. I thought I remember reading uh, something about that. The only reason I knew about that was because I think over the last I don't know how many years, there's been like two guys that have come out of the high school that are like, um, I guess famous rappers amongst the new generation right now. Right, right. And that's the only reason I knew the the high school was was, was tore down because one of them had talked about it. Now, um, in high school, what type of player were you? Were you that were you that big guard in, in high school? I, I was, I was, I was that big guard. I played probably the I played all three positions, one, two, and the three. So I kind of I kind of did everything. You know, I I was probably yeah I was I was the, that third guard actually. So I was like a small actually the small forward. You know how you play these? You play had a three guard lineup, and I was that mm-hmm. third guard. So gotcha. I, I kind of did everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, any was there anybody on your high school team that went on to to, to play at the college level like you did at a high level? Uh, yeah, uh, Johnny Johnny Melvin. You ever you remember that name? Johnny Melvin played at UTEP University. They played UC. Uh, the the year Tim Hardaway. No, the year uh they had Greg Foster. You remember that team? Mm-hmm. Marlon yep. Maxey. And uh, they, they they beat UTEP that year. So uh, Johnny Melvin, he was the guard on that team. He played with Tim Hardaway that year. Wasn't that uh, the year that that so you're talking about the Final Four year for the Bearcats, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 They played him in the tournament. Yeah. That first that was a game. Tough game. Yeah. Yeah. That was. That, yep. that was. 
And he was a, he was a freshman doing my when I was a senior. He was a freshman at Robeson High School, so he he ended up going there. So he ended up playing against the, uh, the that UC team that year. But uh, he was uh, Donnell Thomas played at Northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, so we had two or three guys off the team that I played, we, and that year we made it to the Final Four, which Simeon beat us. Nick Anderson then beat us in the Final Four. Oh man, for the city. So okay, so let's let's talk about your senior year. Um, obviously, you're you're a high level player. Um, who were you recruited by during that time period? The only uh, a lot of a lot of Mac schools, a lot of mid made, a lot of schools. Uh, over, uh, Bradley. Cause they usually they usually recruited a lot of our players out of high school, mm-hmm. so so the uh, the MAC conference, uh, mm-hmm. Toledo, uh, teams like that, and only big school, the high major team that recruited me that uh, was Providence. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, but I didn't have the grades to go. <laughs> I didn't have the grades to go right off, so I ended up going JUCO. Right. Right. And you went to. Um, Coffee, how, I went how, to Coffeeville, Kansas first. Okay. And then I ended up at Kankakee Community College. Okay. And that's in Illinois, right? Yeah. Yeah. About 45 okay. minutes south of Illinois. So so how did at, – at what point did Tony Yates – and I know Tony Yates was um, an assistant at Illinois and, you know, he had ties to ties to the area. But how, how how did he get involved in your recruiting? Uh, Coach Dudley. You remember Coach Dudley? At – he he was the he was his assistant coach here at Cincinnati. He was, he he did at UC. Yeah, he was he ended up passing. I forget uh, he ended up I forget what year he ended up passing. But he had, he was the guy that recruited me, Coach Dudley. Okay. Uh, and you know, but he was he was in charge of the junior college guys. So he was he would he would recruit the junior college kids. So that was his job. So he ended up he ended up seeing me at Kankakee my sophomore year at Kankakee. Gotcha. And yeah. and so, what what made you decide to, to to go to UC? Like, what was the the Metro the, Conference? Okay, playing playing in the playing in the conference with big guards and and not too far from being from to Chicago, three and a half, I mean, four hour trip to Chicago. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's what that's what really enticed me to come here. And and also, did this was it enticing that you know there was a pipeline of Chicago guys that have already been. At UC yes. and are currently there, yeah. Yep, yep. Lavertis was here. Uh, who else was here from Chicago? Doing? I, I think Kevin, Kevin K. Love had just left. Kevin Williams, he had just left. Uh, Romel was still around at the time, finishing up school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I and I had a, I had a great time. With Roger Roger McClendon hosted me on my on my on my visit, so I, he took me, he made sure I had a great time. Can't get any better than Roger McClendon. No, no yeah. doubt. He's a great, great dude. Okay, so so you decide on on the Bearcats. You're all signed, sealed, and delivered. Um, heading to UC. So what are your what are your expectations? You know, going in that first season uh, with the Bearcats. Well, I was coming. I was coming off. Uh, I was coming off of playing in the national championship game. So I'm going. <laughs> I'm coming to UC. I'm you know I'm coming off. We finished national runner up. So I'm coming in there thinking, hey, I, I got a chance to to do something special. I'm going in here to play. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going here to start. That was my, my mind was coming here to start the first day I got on campus. And, and I, I mean, shit, I think you started. You know, almost every single game. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, and you yeah. came in with you came in with some. Uh, you guys had some really good players. You know, obviously Sweet Lou Banks, uh, Key Starks, Sid Glover, 
Lavertis, yes. yes, with you. I mean, some 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 strong. I mean, some good talent, right? Yes, yes. We had a, we had a good team coming in. I, I I liked the team. We had great size. We had we had good guards, um, and, and we had a hell of a schedule. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's and that's that was all. You know what? And I and I always tell people like. People sleep on how good the Metro Conference was. Oh my goodness! Don't you agree with that? Yes, man. That was that was that was that was war every day. Mm-hmm. War, war every time. Every game was a war. Yeah. Um, now, what was your role the first year? Uh, get the ball to Cedric Levin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because. Because when I spoke with Romel, you know, Romel mm-hmm. said, you know, coming to UC and Tony Yates being a, you know, kind of like the Big Ten style, like, you know, yep. Romel wants to push it down the court fast. Yep. Yep. And it was more that Big Ten, let's slow it down, dump it into the big fella. Dumping dump into the big fella. But but to be honest, when he recruited me, he wanted me to, he was recruiting me to come in to, play, to replace Roger McClendon. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that was our conversation before I even got here. You know, mm-hmm. so I I was looking at it. I'm coming in to, to try to score, even though I even though I was you know I was, the type of player I was. I like to score, but I also like to distribute and do all that other stuff as well. Yeah, for sure. So so it, when I got here, it, it just kind of fell in place for me. And you guys finished 15 and 12 that season. Um, yep. And there were just so many close games too. Yeah. Lost. No, we can... So I mean, Florida State. They were, I think they were like number eight in the country that year. Lose by yeah. one. George McLeod. Yep, yep. George McLeod. Louisville by three. They were number four in the country. Who's that? But, Purvis Ellison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never yeah. nervous, Purvis. Yeah. Um, but you know, was was that a tough season for you? Because, like you said, I mean, obviously, um, you had a great high school career, very accomplished as a team in high school. You well, JUCO, and you come to UC in fifteen and twelve. Was that tough for you? It was frustrating. It was frustrating because, like you said, we lost a lot of tough games. And a lot of those games, I felt, you know, move here, move there, we maybe would have won. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it was tough, man, because I was coming off of just winning 30. What, we won my, my last year, I won 34 games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. then I come here, we went through, we struggled. Every game is a struggle, a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was frustrating. But we you're playing a lot. You're, but I mean, but I'm you're, still playing. Yeah, I'm you know I'm playing. I'm averaging what twelve, thirteen points a game. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm scoring a little bit, but you know you know how it is. But you want to win. You want to win because you know, you know we we set the bar after after we got up out of here. We kind of set the bar for those guys to start winning championships. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, uh, but yep, we was on probation doing that as well. That during that time, so I don't think we could have played for no championship during that year anyway. Yep. And I and I was and I was oblivious to all that and you know probation. I didn't know nothing about none of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Let me ask you this. So, um your first year and I always like to ask guys about that first year that game against Xavier. You know, it's such mm-hmm. a the crosstown shootout is such a big deal in our city, regardless of the record, who's better, doesn't matter. It's a big game. You guys beat Xavier by ten that yep. season. So so how was that that first season playing in, in that type of atmosphere in that type of game man it was crazy <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, it, i'm talking about it, it was just bonkers in that place uh what was it the uh what was the name of the, the gym we played at the uh the field the, the um well your guy, your guy 
You're talking about the – now, you guys, um, I think at that at that time, you guys shared the Cincinnati Gardens, I believe. The Gardens. The right? Yep, yep. You the ice the, box. The ice box. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because at one that point, place. you guys were down at, down at uh, Riverfront. Right. Um, See, I never, I never got a chance to play down at Riverfront. Okay. I think that I was never, Rod- that was a, that was Roger and them. They played down there. Yep. Yep. So I didn't, never, then, I never got a chance. My two, my my first year, I played. We played at the guards. That was all my last year. Then then we opened up the shoe. But that game was that game was actually just just ridiculous. You know, because the build up is what gets you. You know, all mm-hmm. the week and they, and they, you know, they build it up leading up into that game. You know, interviews at your place. You interviewing. You talking about it. They talk about all the matchups, who you're gonna be matched up against, and you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that stuff was it was fire, man. <laughs> and they try to they try to bait you in the saying shit that will yeah yeah you know, fired up. Yep. Yeah yeah. Well, man, I love that. Yes, and so so every time I see Jamal Walker, I always he always talk about how many, I never beat him, and I always have to tell him, man, I got you my junior year, man. We I'm one and one against Xavier. I had to keep telling them that. Mm-hmm. And they cheated. They cheated me on the one that they beat me on. We're gonna talk about that here. We're gonna talk about that <laughs> when we get to the, to the next season. Yeah. I, I wanted to build up this yeah. one for that yeah. one, and we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Um, let me, but before we jump into your your second season, I, I, there are two things I want to talk about. Um, can you give me your thoughts on on Tony Yates? Obviously, he, he's passed away, but mm-hmm. um, just give me your thoughts on him as a coach and as a person. Great man. He, he, he's a great man. I'm, I'm talking about like give you the skirt off his back. Yeah, uh, I, that's one thing I lo- I loved about him. Um, you know, he, he, he talks to you. You, you, you can, his, his office was always open. You can come and talk to him. He always had good advice for you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and whether you wanted to hear it or not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so right. he was gonna tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and that's the one thing that I respected about him as a coach. You know, as a coach, he let you play. I, I thought he, I thought he, you know, he, 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 he let us play to the point, you know, he, to the point where he gonna let you get yours. And but you know, he wants you to run the system. He wants you to go, like you say, he likes to throw that ball on the inside. But if you do what he asks, man, he gonna let you play. He gonna let you yeah. do your, he gonna let you do your thing. And and that's the one, that's the, that's the one thing that I respected about. Now, your first year. Um, like like we talked about, you go fifteen and twelve, a lot of close games. Did you at any point, like getting towards the end of the season, think ah, Coach Yates could get fired? Yes, you did. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, we we talked about it every day, mm-hmm. especially especially after the season. We knew we knew they the pressure was on them, you know, because they had talked about it during the season. And he had to win a certain amount of games to keep his job. And, and so we talked. We talked about it, man. And 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 I didn't know if I was going to end up staying in Cincinnati during that time. And that was my next question. Yeah. You thought about transferring? Yes, I did. Yeah. I was. I was thinking about going back home, going close by, <laughs> going to the crib. Yeah. During that yeah. time, and uh, especially they were talking about the, the new coach that was coming in. You know, he was like <laughs> he like Bobby Knight and all this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, I know I'm not playing for this guy. <laughs> We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna I want to talk about um, Hugs getting the job and your your, yeah. your first interaction with him. But oh yeah, how, how did you find out that Coach Yates um, had been fired? Uh, he called he called he called me he called me and told me. 
Mm-hmm. They, they called me to, and called me to his office. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember, I remember that day vividly. Going, walking into the armory. You remember when his office used to be in that? Oh uh, yeah, yep. Yeah, over there. Walked into the armory and sat in his office, and he said he had been let go, and that you know everything's gonna be alright. You know, just you know, keep working hard and. And man, I was just sitting there, you know, you you know, even though you knew it was a possibility, it's just still a shock when it happened. For sure, for sure. So, but you know, you you got to give, I mean, you got to give UC a lot of credit that at that time, in that time period, number one, they hired a black coach. Yeah. Um, number two, the black coach was a former player. Right. And there weren't a lot of those around the country, right. and if you still look at it today, there aren't a ton of those. Right, exactly. So, you know, you hate to see him get fired, but what I do love about and what I always will love about Coach Yates is he stayed involved, you know, in the program. Mm-hmm. He was until until he passed away. So he was, you know, definitely definitely a legend. Right, know, around, definitely. Around Clifton. <clears throat> yes, yes, he is. Let's, let's jump into uh, the second season. And uh, 1989, 1990, and um, of course, like you were saying, um, they said they're bringing uh, the UC administration said they're bringing in this uh, Bobby Knight type guy, and it's change, <laughs> you know, change everything around. And you're, I'm sure you and Lou and other guys, are like, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> right. How was, that, how was that first meeting with Bob Huggins? Man, I, I could, man, the first meeting he he he, he walked in. And he, he he introduced himself, and he, and he kind of just laid the law out, you know, you know what he was about, and what he was coming to do, and uh, you know, it was gonna be some changes, and you know, hopefully, if you hopefully you guys buy into what's gonna about to happen around here. If not, mm-hmm. you won't be here, basically. In so many words, yeah, uh, yeah. and and uh, and we started workouts. I think it was like maybe a. a Two or three days later, it was workouts was about to start, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and you know he liked to he liked to do his workouts early and do it. You know that's when John J L with John Lawyer was doing the workout. Yep, get you up early in the morning. You got to run, do on get on that track early in the morning and run. So, mm-hmm. um, so my second encounter was with him wasn't that good because I it, uh, the first time I didn't I didn't show up to work out. <laughs> Why's that? But I just wasn't going. He, you know, he told us we had to get up and we and we was running. We doing this and that. I said, man, I'm not going to that. I said, man, <laughs> I, said, I told Luna, I said, I'm not going to that shit, man. So they ended up, they ended up going to work, getting up and going to workout. And then I get a phone call from from uh, who was Betsy? Was it Betsy? Who was that? Was it Betsy? Was our like secretary doing that I'm time? Not, I'm not sure. I I, it might have been Betsy. I, I think it might have been no. It might have, yeah, because it was the end of Winona. When you remember Winona was there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so so he t- he called. She called. What the secretary called and said, uh, Coach Huggins want to meet with you. He told he wants you to get up to the office right now. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, I'm on my way. So I walk up in his office. We get up. I get up to campus. Walk up in his office, and he said, uh, why, uh, why you in that workout today? I said, man, I ain't feel good, man. I, I I ain't feel good. I just, you know, oh. <laughs> he said, he said, okay, let me just tell you this then. He said, we got workouts tomorrow, same time. 
If you don't show up to workouts tomorrow, we'll have a bus ticket here for you to go back to Chicago. <laughs> I, I looked at them over here like, oh, shit. I said, all right. I walked out. You know, I'm walking out. I'm still looking crazy. You know, like, okay, whatever. Shit, I got to that room. You think I went to work out the next day? I showed up. <laughs> I showed up. That's funny. How was the workout? Oh man, man, you know they they killed us on that track. You know how it is. They put oh, you on yeah. that on that track and you got to run the miles and them them two hundreds and. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gashed us that day because I missed. So he said everybody got to pay. Yep. So we all paid. Now one of the things you know anybody that plays for play for Bob Huggins knows, and I, I try to explain this to the to the Bearcat fans, and a lot of the former players have have said this on the on podcast. The legendary practices, um, you know, three to six. Right. Man, three to six was a war. Every right. single day. Right. Um, talk to us a little bit because you you know what's interesting about your team is your team was the first team. You know, my right. team was kind of, you know, a little after the, the middle part. So he was a little different then, still, oh. still rough. How was he with you guys? Man, he was mean as hell. <laughs> that man was that man was <laughs> hey that man was, that man was scream, yell, holler, tell you to get in your face, spitting. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was he was younger then too, so you oh, know he yeah. was really he, he it was his first big major job, you know what I'm saying? So he he was he he was on fire, man, and and. and and man, the, the the locker room conversations and and practices and shit, it was a war. Like you said, it was a war every day. So you had mm-hmm. to bring it because you're gonna take. And what happened is we ended up taking on his personality. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You ended up yep. taking on his personality. No question. <laughs> no, no question. And when we get into the podcast a little bit later, I'm gonna talk about your coaching career. Um, and you've been coaching for a long time. I want to talk about maybe some of the influence that Hugs has had on you mm-hmm. coaching, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. Let, let's talk about this this second season. <clears throat> now, after you're going through these practices, I know they're tough. Um, Huggins is yelling and screaming, and, and he told you he was going to give you a bus ticket, head back to Chicago. Right. Dur- during that period, you're in practices. Are you like, man, this this ain't for me. I'm out of here. Or were you like, no. or did you like the change and you, you knew – that it was the right thing for you. I, I knew it was, I, I liked the change. I knew it was the right thing for me. I, 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 I like I like a coach that that's gonna push me. And, mm-hmm. and, and the thing that he did when he got here, the first thing he told me is everything we do, every drill we do, you and you lead us. You the first guy in the line. Mm. So so I had to be the first in sprints. I'm the first guy. We we doing slides. I got to be the first guy. So. So he kind of put that he put the onus on me to take that leadership and 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 kind of take lead, and man, I I loved it, man. I, I yeah, I thought he got the, he get the best out of you. He's he's gonna get the best out of you for sure. Yeah, no question. And I want to say this, um, you know, I I was I was a younger kid, you know, I was coming to the games, you know, at the gardens and back in the day, but but when the shoe opened up, and you know, it was like a it was hugs, it was like a new era. Um, I, there was something I will never forget, and I mentioned this to you a couple of weeks ago when I saw you. 
and that was you had style. Like you you had the flat top, you had the <laughs> you had the box you had the box, you had the black shoes, right the the, the big white socks, kinda of the little go goatee. Yeah. You were smooth with your game. And I'm gonna tell you, there have been a couple players um, you know, during my time growing up that just had style and were smooth. Like I always felt like Jalen Rose was like that. Like right. Jalen yep. just had style. You know what I mean? Yep. Like a yep. swagger to him. You yep. were the same way for me. Like hey <laughs> hash. But you would have like the you brought the T shirt under the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> Three quarter gym shoes. I'm yeah, I ain't like no high top, so it's always gonna be three quarter low cuts. Mm-hmm. Smooth and had that style, man. Were you were, was that was that intentional, unintentional? Did you know you were like did you No, nah, that that was yeah, that was intentional, man. My soccer had to be a certain way, you know, so yeah. I ain't like them too high, too low. So they had to be a certain way. Like I said, my shoes, I couldn't wear number three quarter or low, low cuts. Mm -hmm. I had both my ankles. I used to get both my ankles taped every game, mm -hmm. but, I'm, but I'm gonna have my low tops on, and and, and I had the compression shorts under. You know, we yep. had to always <laughs> the compression shorts with the t-shirt, and, mm -hmm. and I got the t, and I got, the, I did the t-shirt thing because, like I said, Dumars used to do it, yeah, and, and Ron Harper used to do it with the t-shirt yep. for sure. You know what? I know. I, I think there's something to that with really being conscious of how you look, the style. If you go back in history and look at, you know, great players in their particular field, you know, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice was like that. One of the greatest yeah. football players ever. Jerry Rice was conscious of the dirt on his pants. Yeah. I mean, he in his book, he talks about that, like how every the shirt had to be tucked in a certain way. Yeah. Michael Jordan, the same, the meticulous detail yeah. of Everything. And I think there's yeah. something to that that makes players great. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yep. I definitely agree with that. And when, when UC did that, um, you know, they were replaying the old games. They're doing that right now on Facebook and YouTube, um, uh -huh. flashback games. And they did a flashback game, which we'll talk about here in a second. I was watching. I forgot. I, it reminded me. I was like, man, Tate had this. He was the original swag dude. <laughs> the original. <laughs> that was the Minnesota game. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it, the game, the watch party? Yep, that was the watch party game. You know what? Let's just jump into that game because that that that's like, I mean, that's the game everyone talks about that was kind of jump-started the whole, you know, Bearcat thing. Mm -hmm. So fr from, from your standpoint, what's the mentality going into this game? Obviously, you know, Minnesota is ranked really high, and um, the shoes just opening up. What's, so, what's the mentality? How, how are you feeling about it going into it? Well, lead, leading it, leading up into it all week, all hugs talked about was, you know, they had made it to the Sweet 16 the year before. Uh, they had they had Bert, Willie Burton mm -hmm. coming back. They had uh, Melvin Newburn who led the Big Ten in steals the year before. Yep. So all he talked all a week about all who they had, you know, coming back and this and that. And they had like four to five return to starters coming back. They mm -hmm. had like the top seven coming back. And Kevin Lynch. Kevin Lynch. Oh yeah, they was loaded, man. Yep. And, and so so my thing is like, man, man, we opened it up. They ain't coming in our building, man. We finna open this thing up right. 
Uh, <laughs> right. And, and, and all I'm thinking about, I got this one. I know I got this joker, this, uh, this Melvin Newborn kid. I know he's going to pick me up full court because I'm playing the point guard position. I know he's going to mm-hmm. try to harass the shit out of me. Yep. So that's all I was – that's my mindset going to the game. I got to be ready, man, because I know my Chicago folks looking. He, uh, they had another kid on the team that was from Chicago, uh, Boyd, uh, 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 Bond. Bond was on the top. I forgot uh, Bond's first name, but he's from Chicago, so he's from the west side. So I had mm-hmm. I had to come ready, man. We was ready. We was ready to go, man, on tip off. Gotcha. So when that um, when they did the watch party for for that game, did you did you rewatch it? Were you watching? Yeah, I watched it. Yep, I watched it. <laughs> so yeah, I watched I've, it. I've I've asked some of the guys that you know when they did this watch party, some of the guys that had to watch themselves again. What were your thoughts? watching yourself play again, were you like, oh, man, I was pretty damn good? Or were you like, man, were you cr-? Like Roger McClendon told me there were times he was cringing when he was watching the game. He was like, man, why did I do that? Why not? Oh, man. Yeah, you yeah, you do do that. You do that, too. Mm-hmm. You, you do go through stay there. And I think when I was watching that game, it was a couple times. I know a couple times I took a couple jumps. They were telling me I should be shooting the ball from the top of the keys. That's, he's going to have that shot all day. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple of times I, I wasn't really looking to shoot that ball, and that's my spot on the floor, the top of the key. Mm-hmm. And I really went and, and I shot a couple of shots that I just kind of threw it up to the fucking rim. I really didn't even shoot it, <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, why the fuck I shoot when I want? I'm like, why the hell I shoot that like that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for right. sure. <laughs> so, so talk to us. You know, and you have a very interesting perspective on this. Talk to us about that huddle leading up to that last play because you're taking the ball out of bounds, correct? Right. You're the guy. So you're the guy that has to make the decision on who's open, who the pass yeah. goes to. So let's let's go through the actual huddle and what's going on. Right. So when we get when we get in the huddle shit, it's uh, they just threw the ball out of bounds. So mm-hmm. we're talking about so first thing Hug said, hey, he drew the play up. So my, my first my first option was to look for Vert. Okay. I think it was I think it was kind of a lob play for Vert. Mm-hmm. That was the first option. And then if he wasn't open, he had a, he had uh, Lou was the counter off of him coming uh, to swing around and get the pass. But he mm-hmm. wasn't open. He wasn't open. It felt like the referee was on five four seconds by the time, by the time I looked at both of them. <laughs> but I knew I had but I knew I had Steve coming off the curve off the off the screen. Mm-hmm. And man, I and, and and when I look at it every time, I and the first thing I always say, man, look at that perfect pass because I had to bounce that motherfucker to get it around, dude. That was yeah. gone. Yep, <laughs> I had to bounce it around him, and and, he, and man, hit him right in the hands, and man, it was a hell of a feeling, man, to win that first game in the shoe. It was, it was a huge game, and people, yeah. people, and I agree with you. You don't get enough credit for that pass that you made. And how yeah. that passed, that, and the time that was left. I mean, he had to catch that in a certain way and fire yeah. it up quickly. Yep. Yeah. Now, now, obviously, you're a big time scorer, um, and when and when big time scores, you know, I know Scottie Pippen has talked about this and others, but with the time left, you're taking it out of bounds mm-hmm. versus being that guy that could potentially catch the ball and make that shot. How do you feel about that? I, I've always been a selfless guy playing, so I've, mm-hmm. I, I that it never really crossed my mind because I and and I was the point guard, so it, it was only a no brainer. I probably was the best guy to throw the ball in bounds. We mm-hmm. had we had nobody else on the team that probably could have did that. Yeah, that's including Lou, Lavertis, and all them guys. You know what I'm saying? So the best option was me to throw the ball in. 
Okay. And then and then those two guys, you know, Lou hit big shots all the time. Oh yeah. So 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 to go to to go to him or, or to look for Lavertis or Keith Starks, you know, he's my last option. But you know, what I'm saying so, I, I it never really crossed my mind that man, I want to take the last shot. I want to do this. But I knew I I had to be the guy to get the ball in bounds. You know what I mean? I always say, you know, in, in, in hoops sometimes in those last-minute situations, you always want to have your high IQ guys taking the ball out because they're going yep. to make the right pass yep. and the right – they can have the right reads. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. Now, now during that second season, um, were there any games that stuck out in your mind that you want to talk about? You guys had a lot of a lot of great games, but was, was there any game that really stuck out to you? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the game against Bimbo Coles, I believe. Yeah, Bimbo Coles. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech at the shoe on a, I think it was on a Saturday afternoon. Mm. They came to our place, and I think I had twenty, what twenty eight, thirty. I had thirty two that game, I think. Mm-hmm. But you- but just th- <clears throat> me and him going back and forth though. You know, we was just kind of going at each other. Mm-hmm. And um and and it was it, and, and that was doing actually Ratch was fresh you know Terrence Gibson was a freshman during that time mm-hmm. and he wasn't getting no playing time and I needed somebody else out there to kind of help me you know what I'm saying I needed somebody to guard him where I yeah. could kind of help off and kind of help him with him mm-hmm. and, and I man I got on hugs I used to, I was going to the bench like hugs man put him in the game man because <laughs> because Steve couldn't guard him, you know what I mean. Steve mm-hmm. couldn't guard, and I and I and I was I was having to guard their other guard. They had another big guard. I had to guard him. So so I, that that game right there was was probably one of the games that that really stuck. And then and then another game was when we played Florida State down in uh, uh, Theron Mays. You remember him? Theron Mays. He he played on that floor, on the Florida State team. We played them. We had played them three times my senior year. We beat them all three times. Mm. But now we played them down in Biloxi at the, at okay. the tournaments. And that was another game that was just that Was that the out. overtime game? Yeah, uh yep. Yep. I remember yep. that. I remember being so, a kid watching that one. Yep. Yeah, so so Hey man, real quick, back to Bimbo Coles, man. He was he was tough. Man, Bimbo was so fast, man. Strong, <laughs> fast. Bimbo, Vernell Coles was cold blooded. <laughs> and 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 like that, the league had so many players, you know, like that. Um, Memphis had Elliot Perry. Yeah. Like there were so many good players. Uh, Price. Mhm. Brent Price. Was that was that South Carolina? Mhm. Uh, uh, what about what about Clarence Weatherspoon in Southern? Oh yeah, Southern Miss, without a doubt. Man, Clarence Weatherspoon, man, no boy. Clarence was like Barkley back in the day. <laughs> he was like Barkley, man. <laughs> so, so you're right, man. It was a lot of it was a lot of a lot of talent, man. A lot of guys went pro to out that out that conference. Oh, for sure. Yeah, a lot um, of guys went pro. I mean, I mean, Louisville had gosh, Felton Spencer, uh, LeBradford Smith LeBrad was in the Last Smith. Dance uh, yep. documentary. Yep. Um, yeah, they 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 were loaded. That was that was the one guy. Now that was the one that they they tried to build up going into that game against Louisville my first year, and LeBrad and, and LeBrad from Smith. So so it's our first time we finna play them at the Gardens, uh-huh. and, and uh, we so you know they come out to warm up. We out warming up, shooting around. I'm from Chicago, so you know I'm when I, I'm used to when you shoot the ball and you miss, and the other person get the rebound, you get your layup. You know they throw your ball, you get your layup, then you throw it back out to them, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. 
I shoot the ball, boom, it goes out. He gets the rebound. He takes it out to go shoot it. Then throw me the ball. I'm running to get the layup. He ain't throw it back to me. Uh-huh. So I, I ain't say nothing, so I get it again. I go back out top. I shoot it again. I miss it. I think he gets the rebound again. So I'm going in, try to get my layup again. He don't, I said, hey, man, I went and snatched it out of his hands. Hey, man, oh, y'all y'all down there warming up, bro. And I told <laughs> hey, and every time we played him, I said, hey, you look, you look at those stats when we played Louisville. He never got nothing against us. I shut him down every time we played them. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's like, hey, you had that's that's your Michael Jordan moment. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, taking yep, little yep. things like that is motivation yeah. for yeah. sure. Definitely. And the games against Louisville just were so legendary during that period. I mean, just the Freedom Hall was one of my favorite places, not only to go as a player, but just just to watch games. I used to love Freedom Hall, man. The battles you guys had at Freedom Hall. Yeah. One of the great places. Um, but we, you know we've got to talk about that Xavier game on January 31st, at 88 to 90 loss uh, in Cincinnati Gardens. Now, you guys – wasn't that the year you guys busted out the red unis for that game? Yes, yes. the red, yeah. We, busted, we, wore, we wore the red unis. Them boys, it was, was nice. <laughs> oh, they were silky, too. They were, like, silky looking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, 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 that real, real good red. Yeah, we. I love those uniforms, the, the red ones. That was my favorite. Do you still have your your uniforms from when you played? Yep, I got them framed. Yep. Nice. Even the shorts? No, just no, just the jersey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know where them little bitty shorts are. <laughs> I probably can wear them right now. They love little shorts nowadays. So I oh, probably can get by with them now. Tate, listen, you, you and you and you've refed uh, some of my AU teams uh, games yeah. uh, recently. Right. I've had more of our high school kids order small and medium shorts, and I'm hey, like, man. you are six foot six. Yeah. Why are you ordering these small? Yeah, that's what they do. Hey, hey you, hey, you don't mind to save you some money. You ain't gotta get hey, all them big sizes. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just like, okay, you, but you know, you know what it is. It's, you know what it is. It's the girls. The girls yeah. love. Hey, man, I got to show that these thighs off for the girls. Yeah, man, they crazy. Oh they crazy. But let's let's uh let let's talk about that Xavier game. You guys got cheated. Talk to the fans about what happened. Well, all I can remember is. Well, the Lou Banks, well, they they got Lou Banks twice mm-hmm. on turnovers. Uh, one they called what a travel. Was both of them a travel? I'm trying to remember one of them. I know the no, first they called one the one off. They said it, it went off. Of, they it went off of him. I think was it his? Yeah. Okay. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It went off. Yeah. It went off him. Man. It was. Man, that thing's still tough to talk about, man. Because that that game right <laughs> there, man. I, I I every time I see Jamal, he brings that game up, but. We had we had that game one, man. They, mm-hmm. I think we were up. Well, we was up one. What two? One. When that happened? Yeah, when it happened. When it, when okay. it went off. When it went off for Lou, and they said it was off for Lou. It, 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 it wasn't it, off Lou. It, it, it definitely it wasn't off Lou. Dude, mm-hmm. he, he hit the ball, knocked it, and, and the momentum of the ball just went that way. Mm-hmm. It might have looked like it was off, but it definitely went off of him. And right. And then on the inbounds play, and, and that was kind of my fault a little bit because I, I took my eye off of Jamal for one second. That motherfucker jumped right inbounds, and I got caught. Mm-hmm. And the motherfucker back and hit the, hit the game winner. Mm. 
I, I remember that. That was uh, that was that was that was a killer game right there. That was a great that was a great game. It was good though. It was a great game. But of all guys, and you know Jamal's gonna talk. Yeah, uh, city. He got run his mouth. Listen to me. He got they gave two player of the games out that game. I got one. He got he got one. I got one. So I really? always talk shit about yeah. I, I got uh, it was. I forgot what. Um, yeah, I still got that plaque. Nice. Yes. I, man, I was well, killing them boys, man. I had, I had a hell of a game that day. Yeah. I told them boys up, man. I, I told them Davenport. They put Jamie Gladden on me, Davenport. Mm. I ran through both of them. Yeah. So, let me ask you, was was the Xavier game, obviously that was a big game. You guys played Duke that year, too. Yep. Um, they were, yeah. I think Duke was like 13th in the country that year. Yeah, that was, um, that was, that was a good game, too. That was, that was, and I mean, during your career, I mean, you you guys, you guys had some big time games. Yeah, great, did. great schedule. Yeah, they put a schedule together, definitely, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, obviously, your second year, you guys go to the uh, NIT, eventually losing to DePaul. Last second shot. That you know, my senior year, we lost like five games on last second shot. <laughs> Crazy, and that had to hurt with DePaul. I mean, I'm sure you knew a bunch of those guys on DePaul's team. Yep. Uh, yeah, when they hit the side of the backboard and go in, man, banked it in. Tough. <laughs> he banked it in, bro. Hey, how do you, when you look back, how do you like your career? Like, what are your thoughts? I mean, how do you view your career, and do you have any regrets? No man, I, I thought I got everything I can get out of my, out of my talent here uh, when mm-hmm. I played. Um, I thought I was I thought I was a, a real real solid player here in, in, at UC to, to be no on the, to be to be with top fifteen. I don't know what it is now, but I know I was in the five hundred club having five hundred points in uh in one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, my thing, I had I forgot I had five hundred and some points, but mm-hmm. I made the five hundred club and and played. My senior year also played played was one of the top as far as minute minutes played. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really came out the game. Mm-hmm. So, so man, I thought I had a, a hell of a career here, man. To be honest, I, 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 I equate that to if I did four years, you know, four years here, man. I the, the scoring I was like what twenty some point, maybe less than that from having a thousand points. That's crazy. Yeah, and. and- I mean, you, you, you thrived under Hugs. I mean, just imagine if you played four years under Hugs. Man, because his style is what I, what I like. That's, what, that's yep. how I played in high school, man. I, we pressed, we ran, we, 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 we jumped, we trapped. Then on offense, we motioned, you know, so we, we, we motioned everything. So, you know, I was able to kind of go off the bounce a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you're right, man. If you, hugs let you play. So, you know, if I, if I could have played for him, like, man, I was I should have redshirted that year, so I could have played on that Final Four team or something. Oh, that would have been crazy! <laughs> it would have been it would have been a championship. <laughs> right, 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 right. But you know what? What I think what happens is, especially when a when a coach takes over a program, a new coach, and he has success his first or second year, I think a lot of times what happens is the coach starts to look at players that have been successful in his system, and those players kind of become blueprints for future players. So, for example, you know, you being a bigger guard, I think, led to other bigger guards coming to UC, the Damon Flints, 
yeah. obviously. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he 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 knows he can have success with that right. type of player. And I think you were that guy that he was like, I need another Andre Tate. Right. And 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 Hugs like those guys that can play, like you said, like play multiple positions. And can guard, like and can guard. Yeah, if you can guard, man, you you gonna play for him if you can guard. That's for sure. Yep. That's yep. for sure. No, no question. So you finished playing, and um, was it was it your in, in your mind? Were you like, no, man, I, I I'm gonna eventually get into coaching, or was it something that just naturally happened? Uh, I really didn't think about coaching, but hugs had always told me, you know, when I got done playing, I think I was a grad assistant the following year. Uh-huh. He had always told me, man, you, you know, you're going to be a good coach. You're going to be a good coach when you get into coaching. Uh-huh. And and so that always stuck with me. And then I think I was working a job when I got finished playing overseas. I played my last year. I played over in Finland. When I got back, I was looking for a job. And Hugs hooked me up with the Domino's Pizza distribution out Erlanger, Kentucky. Uh-huh. So I started off over there. I did that for like maybe two years, two, three years, and then I ended up moving to Illinois. But when I got to Chicago, moved back to Chicago, Larry Harrison was at DePaul. Ah, oh, that's right. So I told Larry. He was an assistant, right? That's he right. And he was an assistant. So I told Larry, I said, Larry, I want to get into coaching, man. He hooked me up with this high school guy that hooked me up with high, That's how I got started coaching high school. Uh, that's how I got into it. Larry Harrison got me into it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So so, where do you go? Okay, so you're you're coaching. What high school was it? Lincoln Park. My first high school in Chicago, Chicago was Lincoln Park High School. I was assistant uh, assistant coach. Okay. So, so now, okay, so take us through um, from there to, to now with coaching. Okay, I, okay, I coached uh, I coached there for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, my my second year, I ended up going to to the high school that I worked at because I didn't work at that high school. I ended up getting leaving Domino's because I transferred to Illinois with Domino's, but I ended up getting to coaching. So I ended up quitting that job and got into the school system. So I was working at Lincoln. I was coaching at Lincoln Park, but I was working at Inglewood High School. Okay. In which the the neighborhood that I grew up in. So I was at that high school. So I ended up ended up leaving Lincoln Park. Ended up being assistant and coaching the freshman the uh, JV team at Inglewood. Uh, my aunt was the assistant principal. She ended up pass. She ended up pass. She ended up uh, passing that year. So the following year, which was my third year, I ended up going to her best friend high school. She was the she was the principal at this at Phillips High School in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And put down by White Sox ballpark. You know where White Sox play at? Mm-hmm. Park. So she was she was the principal down by that school. So she ended up giving me my first varsity head coaching job. Okay. So that was my third year, I was the varsity head coach. I was married during that time. I was married uh, then. My wife wanted to move back to from Cincinnati. She wanted to move back to Cincinnati. So we ended up, after that, after that first year, we ended up moving back to Cincinnati. And I was coming back to, to work with T. Nell. He was the head coach at West High during that time. Yep. Yeah, I remember so that. I, I, when I got back here, I was going to get into that, but I never ended up doing it. I ended up, I ended up that's when Hugs ended up telling me about Cincinnati State was open. Yep. So I said, well, I'm going to try to get that job. So I interviewed I interviewed for the job, and they ended up giving it to a guy named Eric Thomas, uh-huh. who coached Aiken High School. You know, he, he coached Taft High School. They ended up giving it to him. But they liked my interview so much, they asked him to interview me. Maybe I can be his assistant. He interviewed me. He liked me. He hired me. 
So I became assistant. My first year I was assistant with me, him, and Sam Iona, who, who used to coach yep. Aiken High School. So we all yep. was assistants. So anyway, that first year, he uh, after the first year, him and the AD, they really wasn't uh, uh, vibing with each other. The AD ended up firing him, come to my job, and told me he fired him and asked me, did I want the job? Mm. I said, well, can I think about it? He said, yeah, you can think about it. I said, well, I'll call you tomorrow. Said, Let me think about it. I end up calling Eric and said, Eric, what you think about this, man? I heard Eric, Mar- Eric Martin. No, Eric uh, Thomas, who was the head okay. coach of Cincinnati State at the time. Okay. So I ended up calling. I was his assistant. So I said, man, let me call him and see what he think about it. I said, man, he offered me the job. What do you think? He said, well, take, do what's best for you and your family. I said, okay. So I ended up taking the job. So I ended up coaching at 13 years. Wow. Wow. Was um was Henderson the president? Yeah, he was. He, he, yeah, he was interim president for a year. year okay. Half, I think. Okay. He the one, he the one brought me back there my second my second because you know I was there two different times. Okay. Where were you in between that? Uh, UC. That's when I came and coached with Mick for two years. Remember when I came over and coached at UC? How was that coming back to your alma mater and coaching? Man, it was fun. Man, I just only thing I didn't like I I wanted to be in a bigger role. As I wanted to, in my in the role that I wanted to be in was I wanted to work the players out. I wanted to be able to be on the floor to work the guys out, mm-hmm. uh, and just you know just being a video guy. You know I was you know I'm, that helped my coaching to be honest. Doing that them two years helped my coaching, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be I wanted to be on the floor where I can really have an impact. Yep. So you so you leave that go back to Cincinnati State. Go back to Cincinnati State. Uh, First first year back, uh, made it to the to the conference championship. Second year back, make it to the national championship. <laughs> run the national run. Who were who were some of the guys that you uh, that you coached at Cincinnati State that that people might recognize? Oh, John Williamson, absolutely. One of one of the probably one of the all time. I think he was all time leading scorer to leave there in rebounds and rebounds and uh, points. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Rayshon Goins, who ended up playing at James Madison. Mm-hmm. I, I've had James Millen, who ended up playing at, from Cincinnati. Uh, Schroeder ended up playing at James Madison. Mm-hmm. Orlando Berry Jr., who was one of my point guards on my on one of my national. Uh, we was number one in the country. Mm-hmm. Years he was my point guard out of Taft. Uh, man, I'd had some good players, man. Come through. Yep. So after your, your your second time at Cincinnati State, where'd you end up? Uh, ended up they end up where well, they end up closing Cincinnati State. They end up getting rid of all the sports in seventeen. Uh, so I ended up my first year. I ended up going over to Winwoods High School, being assistant for uh, Coach uh, Lumpkin, mm-hmm. Dave Lumpkin, and he was and he had, he had brought me over with the understanding that you know he he was gonna probably coach coach one year and then I was gonna probably be it, and then possibly I could take over the job. And uh, right. so I, I ended up going over there for a year helping him. In the second year, I became the head coach. Mm-hmm. So I've been there three years now. And you're still there? Still here, president. You still love it? Yeah, I mean, I, I just love coaching, man. I, like I said, guys, you know, people ask me all the time, man, you going back to college, you want to go back to college. And college is fun. Man, it's too much politics. I really don't want to deal. I'm at the age right now, I don't really want to deal with politics <laughs> part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I, but I just like coaching. So I like being around the kids. I, li- I like, I, I like, I, I just like being around it. So, I, yeah, that's the reason I do it. 
don't so, do it for the money or nothing. <laughs> I like it, but I don't do it for the money. Yeah. So with your with your coaching style, um, how much has hugs influenced you as a coach? Man, probably I'm gonna say probably about seventy five percent of my mm-hmm. coaching I attribute to to hugs, and the other twenty five percent probably my junior college coach. Okay. So, so of that percentage, what what from hugs have you um, put in place when you coach? Man, just just attitude, the, you know, the, <laughs> the way we coach them up, you know, that that part of it. Uh, uh, defensively, you know, mm-hmm. we our teams going we gonna defense, we gonna rebound, we gonna play physical, uh, we gonna play hard. So mm-hmm. the, the stuff that he kind of put in us and instilled in us when he when he got here. Some of the same things yep. that they take away. Uh, offensively, you know, like I, I, I still use a couple of things offensively. That hood, you know, I still, I still run thumbs. I, I, I run. I actually in junior <laughs> college, actually in junior college, we had a last second off of thumbs to beat to beat <laughs> at Cuyahoga in Cleveland. So, really? so I, yeah. So uh, Bearcat, you remember the lob, out of bounds lob? Bearcat. So it's a lot of stuff, you know, and, and my press now, I call it Bearcat. Okay. Bearcat one, two, and three, and we're going to do three different th- things out of it. You know what I mean? So. Yep. That's good stuff. You still you still talk to Hugs? I, I haven't seen Hugs in a while. I, I think the last time he was in town, well, I think when they had their, you remember when they had their reunion? Mm-hmm. I was probably yep. the last time I talked to Hugs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good old, good old Hugs. I went to a practice out at West Virginia a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. I was planning on – I was trying to go to one this year, but, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Right, right. But I, – I just saw some footage on, on some of their workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got this kid from Pennsylvania. I was 6'8". Mm-hmm. Tough. Point guard, played a one, two, but he dunked on do so hard. Wow. <laughs> he tried to go up there and block it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> He's a young Andre Tate, huh? Oh my goodness, yeah, he's kill it. I know, he, I know, Hugs want to get this season going. Oh, for sure. Hey, hey, got a good team. When I tweeted, I tweeted out that um, you were coming on the show, um, on the podcast, and I had a couple people um, hit me up with some questions for you. So okay. I want to, I want to ask these questions. So one of the people that tweeted at me, you know very well, okay. Amy Mills. Dr. Yeah. Mills' wife That's and Amy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Great. By the way, you know, the Mills are great, Love great Mills. people. Right? Charlie Mills, Amy Mills. Definitely. Dedicated Bearcat fans, but more importantly, definitely. great people. Great people, man. Yeah, definitely. No. She she wanted me to ask, <laughs> and I, I don't know if she wants you to tell all the stories, but she said, who is the most trouble on the road? While you were playing, like who called? Huh? Say that again. Who was the most trouble on the road while you were playing? Like causing trouble. Like we all, we all, when we played, okay, we always had that one, that one guy that would always get in trouble, sneaking out or doing some, doing something on the road. Right. Who used to be that guy? So I'm trying to think. My, I'm trying to think. Uh, my senior year, who would that, who would that have been? It wasn't Steve. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wouldn't have been Laverta. It wasn't. The guys was laid back. Keith Starks. He really didn't do a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Then, and then we had a bunch of walk-ons and freshmen after that. So it was you. That's what it was. You. Probably was I probably was the guy that did because I snuck out the hotel a couple times. <laughs> Amy, Amy, you want me to tell on myself, Amy? I, I, Amy, I, I snuck out the, Amy, I snuck out the hotel a few times. On those, <laughs> seen hugs downstairs at the, at the, you know, doing what he do. I snuck, you know, I snuck behind him and got on the hotel out. bar. Yeah, the hotel bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I and, and I was all we go Virginia Tech Blackbird. Mm-hmm. I always sneak out because I, I, uh, <laughs> Memphis, Florida mm-hmm. State, Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, Amy, I snuck out a couple. It was probably me. <laughs> hey, 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 Amy, in Hawaii, I shouldn't probably tell this. But in Hawaii, I, I could have probably got snatched in Hawaii because I, I mean, it was six o'clock in the morning some nights. I ain't making back to the room. Wow. Me and Steve Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw him oh. under the bus. Oh boy, <laughs> getting after it. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. All right, my second Twitter uh, question here is from at CGels12. And he says, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, but he says, How did Andre play almost 39 minutes a game his senior year? I mean, you were a machine. I mean, very rarely do you see players, I mean, um, I think uh, this past season, Trey Scott for the Bearcats logged a lot, a lot of minutes, and he was okay. in elite shape. Right. How did you do that for, for your senior, a- averaging like 39 minutes a game? That's impressive. Man, we did a lot of running, man. I, like I said, that was hugs, hugs. <laughs> like, like we talked about earlier, though, man, hugs, relaxed, probably probably toward that after the final four years and and, and after especially after Kenyon now. Mm-hmm. He started. He started relaxing. As far as you know, he wasn't running them guys as much with us that first year because he had to. He had to put his foot down. You know how mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. About, and we we ran sprints. I'm talking about suicides and sprints and wall sits and all that. Man, we did all station drills. He stopped doing the station drills after about two or three years. Mm-hmm. You know, we we did stations all the time, every day. Mm-hmm. So so we was in man we and then he knew we he knew the four or five guys that he had had to play major minutes so he had to get us in the best shape of our lives right you know what were, I mean were you always a um, logging high level minutes yeah I played I I've always played a lot of minutes cause, and I I I really never in high school I never got in foul trouble nothing like that so I always mm-hmm. played a lot of minutes and and the real savvy high IQ players know how to navigate when they play high level minutes, how to how to, you know, sneak a little bit of rest right. here and there, right? That's right. You gotta learn you gotta know how to play without fouling. Yep. And that's and that's where I say like guys like Russell Westbrook who I mean I appreciate how hard he plays and all that, but man, he is like a hundred miles an hour every second and I'm like, man, you gotta pick and choose your spot right. sometimes. Right. Like, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he full throttle all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> All right, hey, the last part um, of the podcast here I like to do with every person I interview, I like to do quick questions, quick answers. All okay. right, you ready? Okay. Yep. All right, here we go. Quick questions, quick answers with Andre Tate. During your playing time with the Bearcats, and let's talk about your senior year specifically, what pump-up music did you listen to before games, like who was that? Either that go-to song or that go-to artist that you put on that would get you hyped 
to go out there and play? Uh, mystical. Mystical? Here I go. Wow. You a mystical guy? Oh, mystical. Yeah, I love mystical. Still <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mystical. Really? Yeah, he's still in my car. You're right now to this day. That's, a, that's the old school right Tupac. there. Tupac, yeah, those guys, yep. Tupac, for sure. Yep. All right, so um, my next question, and you, you mentioned this before, you you moved back to Cincinnati um, after being in Chicago, moved back to Cincinnati, and you've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you've spent more of your life in Cincinnati than you have in Chicago. Would that be correct? Most definitely. I just told somebody that a week ago that, that I got to start liking the Reds and the, and the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> because I, because I, ever since I left high school, I was 18, 18 when I left Chicago going to junior college and mm-hmm. went back to Chicago maybe a couple more years after that. But I've been here ever since. So, yeah, yep. I've been here. I've lived here more here in Chicago, to be honest. Yeah. Right. So with that being said, do you have a favorite Cincinnati food? Because, you, know, you know, here we've got all these different foods that, that people – really love that are specific to Cincinnati. Is there a food here that's your favorite? Gold Star. Gold I was expecting Skyline. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I take that back. It is Skyline. I, I'll be honest. It used to be Gold Star. And okay. since I'm since, 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 let me tell you what made me go to uh, Skyline is by Wynn Woods. Oh. We, got one right, we got one right across the street. And we used, we, we the last three years, that's why I've been going. But prior to that, it was, it was Gold Star prior to that. But it, it is Skyline. I take that back. It is Skyline. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of people's uh, yeah. favorite. Yeah. No. Um, random one. I, I just decided to throw this one in here just now. I decided to throw this one in here. Okay. Um, obviously, you, you grew up, um, as I did, um, heavily influenced by the, the the pop culture of that time, of, of hip-hop music and all that. And, and haircuts were so important. I talked about you had the high-top fade. You had mm-hmm. the box. Um, over your years, what was your favorite? And even today, you can take the ball head. What's your favorite haircut you ever had? Was it the box? No, nah, it, it, actually, it was the fro. The, you the, didn't have, the, you never fro, you see? Yeah, yeah. Well, doing this right after that, that's when the fro started coming out. Okay. And, and I and I and I we transformed from from the boxes, then we started wearing the froze. So I had a look. So what I did just had a little rounder fro. My shit used to have to be nice too. Like it was just rounder then. It was yeah, little box yeah, fro. Little, yeah. little box yeah. fro. So you yeah. had the the early Steve Harvey. Yeah, man. <laughs> 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 Lou used to help Man, Lou was our barber. Lou Banks. Lou, Lou had the box, man. Lou, yeah, 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 you guys all. Right. Yeah, he kept us right. The box is my all-time favorite. Haircut. Yeah, the box like, was yeah. It was it was great. My last question and my favorite question that I like to ask each former player, and that is, Andre Tate, you have to go to battle, all right? And you could take one former Bearcat player that you played with with you to go to battle. And this guy that you bring along with you is a guy you know you're going to win that battle with. Mm-hmm. What player are you taking? Lou Banks. Sweet. Lou Banks, why? Because he 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 coming with it every he coming with it every possession. He tough. Mm, tough. I, I I I know if I I know if we gotta walk through a dark alley, 
I know he's going to be right there with me. <laughs> yeah, I already know. Camden, New Jersey, and Chicago, right yeah, there. Right. Oh, ain't no doubt. <laughs> hey, have you, um, especially like last season, have you been back uh, to UC and have you checked out a game since Coach no, Brandon? Since Brandon took, I think after Mick toward Mick last two years, I stopped going. Then, um, hmm. then like how they were doing the ticket situations over there, and it started getting crazy. How things was happening. I, I I just really stopped going during that time, and and, and uh, but I need to get over there and see Brandon. I need to get over there. I know Brandon. I need to get over there and see him and, and, and meet the new guys and stuff like that. For sure. Um, my interactions. I've known Coach Brandon for a long time, uh-huh. and um, even I guess the first I guess the first press conference when he took the job. Um, I mean, he's he's a solid dude, man. Right. He's he wants to engage the former players. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants former players back in attendance um, at yeah. games. So, and, and I've told other players this, I think guys like you are valuable to come back, especially like practices and talk to those guys that play mm-hmm. now. Right. Cause it's, it's important to know who Andre Tate is, who yeah. Lou Banks is. Right. Cause you, you guys don't, I don't think you get the notoriety of some of the other guys. And part of that is the internet and, right, yep. you know, they, they play during a different generation, but you guys are responsible for that new arena that's yep. there now. Yep. Like that Minnesota game, your pass to Steve Sanders is largely responsible for what we have today. Right. So yeah, we I'm definitely, good. yeah, we definitely got to engage you, uh, you know, back in the program. I know he'd definitely be open to that. So right. let's, let's, well, let's get the well, band back together. Well, I know you're going to, I know you're going to have something. You're going to let us know when it's going on. Cause you, I know last year you called me a couple of times and told me you, you were going up there. Yep. Uh, so once they get back going, man, let me know, man. Reach out to me, man. Like I said, okay. I'd love to meet you over there and uh, yep. get to know them guys. Yep. And so just let keep me posted on it. For sure. We'll definitely make that happen. And But I appreciate you uh, coming on, man. I told you I wanted to do the, uh, you know, I want to do that kind of like that Chicago trifecta yeah. of interviews with Romel, you, and then Vert next week. Yeah. Okay. And you guys are so important to the to the program, man. I appreciate right. you coming on and, uh, and and telling your story. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having me on, man. So hope to see you soon, bro. And I need to come. Well, a couple things. Number one, I need to come out to a Wentwoods game, a practice. Definitely. definitely. Check things definitely. out. Yeah, and I'm definitely. sure I'll see. I'm sure I'll see you on the AU circuit as well. Yeah, you definitely see me out there. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we gotta get you coaching next year. Yeah, I told you. I'm I'm serious about that. I want to I want to hook up with you. Hire. Hired. Yep. I'm okay. ordering your polo shirt right now. That's Let me know what, what <laughs> you need me to do. For sure. Well, man, hey, I appreciate you coming on the uh, podcast, and uh, okay. hey, we'll definitely be in touch, okay? All right, bro. Thanks, thanks for having me. Talk to you, All right, take. I'll talk to All you, bro. Right, bro. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to our special episode, our interview series of the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. And once again, you can follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Alex underscore Meacham. Meacham spelled M-E-A-C-H-A-M. Also on Facebook and LinkedIn, Alex Meacham. On Snapchat at Big Meach 41 and soon to be on TikTok. I appreciate everybody listening to the Bearcat Basketball Podcast. Go Bearcats.